Yo, welcome to TikToking. I am your host, Kevin Hughes. Today, my guest is June of Juniper's Castle, and I'm telling you guys what a amazing person. So kind-hearted, so fun to talk to. She discusses her new book series that she is currently writing. She talks about the cosplay stuff, everything that her and her husband kind of get into gaming-wise. It was just a ton of fun. You guys are absolutely going to love this one. So without further ado, here is June right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. Enjoy. TikToking, TikToking. Where creators come to play. TikToking, a TikToking. Find out what they have to say. TikToking, a TikToking. Fascinating interview. TikToking, a TikToking, TikToking with Kevin Hughes. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, and I'm so excited too because I actually hadn't seen you before, and True. a mutual friend of ours uh, that I had uh, had pie on the show, and she actually pointed me in your direction and told me kind of a little bit about you and that uh, she think you would be a good fit for this show. And so I told her, you know, reach out to her, give her my information, give you my information and have you reach out to me. And uh, I think, I think I ended up reaching out to you, but uh, I'm, we gotten to know each other a little bit through text message and I'm super excited that she pointed you in, in my direction because it sounds like you have a lot of cool stories and a lot going on and I'm really excited to hear about it all. Thanks very much. I'm excited to share it. And yeah, I appreciate it too. Pi is one of my very dear friends and I'm, I'm so grateful that she connected us. Yeah, she's, she's amazing. I, I, I've, I've just recently gotten to know her and uh, such a good person, such a great person. Oh, can't say enough so, nice things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're really into the whole cosplay, fantasy world, that kind of stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what you do. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I've grown up with, you know, Harry Potter and Disney and Lord of the Rings and like all of that kind of stuff. So no wonder I am the way I am today as an adult. But um, TikTok has kind of opened this whole world to us as cosplayers. And of course, a lot of people hear cosplay and they think, anime and video games and things like that, which is totally a whole world of its own. Um, in addition to that, you have a lot of like Disney cosplayers or people who cosplay other characters, like I mentioned, you know, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, some of the most notable ones. Um, then you have this subsection of people who create their own original characters and bring those to life. And that's kind of the land that I live in, also known as like Dungeons and Dragons, um, fantasy OC or like fantasy original character land where you bring somebody to life that's either an extension of you um, in an idealistic fantasy world or it could be somebody who is nothing like you and it's just an outlet to explore your creativity. Okay. And, and don't, this is not disrespectful at all because I, I don't know any better, but I guess I, I'm envisioning, have you seen the movie Role Models? I haven't actually. Oh, Okay. So in role, wait, that's the one with Paul Rudd and Sean William Scott. And then, uh, uh the guy that played McLovin in super bad. It's ringing a bell now that you mention it actually, but I can't 
confidently say I've like watched the whole thing start to finish. Okay. So please carry okay. on. <laughs> so uh, the guy, uh, do you know who I'm talking about? The guy that played McLovin in uh, Superbad. Yeah. Okay, so he plays yeah. this character that basically is part involved in this like fantasy type meetup where they all dress up kind of like the uh, medieval times type of thing and they battle. And so like they have like this, the fantasy battle and they, you know, if, if they get you with this, they have sword fights and if they get you, you're, you're done. And then basically the last person standing gets to uh, take on the king and or queen. And uh, if, if they beat the king or queen, they basically take the role of the king or queen. And I didn't know if that was similar to what I guess you do. Do you know what? There's actually a name for that. It's called LARP. Yes, he live does say that. Action, he does say that. Live action role yes. playing. And it's bringing this whole thing to like a whole other level. So um, there are LARP events all over that you can sign up and go to. And you can, there's some that are like more geared around like a battle. Um, there's others that are just, you know, interacting with different characters in this world that you've created. And you can connect with other cosplayers and, and um, people who love bringing these characters to life. I have not had the pleasure yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it because when I really got back into this stuff, it was during the pandemic. And of course, um, you know, a lot of those things were shut down. But since like the rent, I do, I have attended a Ren Fair or two in my time. And I, I can say the most wonderful things about the Ren Fairs I've been to. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to my first LARP, which I haven't scheduled yet, but I'm, I'm really looking into within the next year. I would love to at least attend one. Okay. So then I guess, uh, what at your events, like what, what is it, uh, what does it consist of? Cause I guess, I guess I had uh, that, I guess I had that, uh, type of, of scenery in my mind, but I guess for, as far as what you do when you go to events or, or, uh, um, I guess, uh, I, don't, I forgot what you called them. Uh, LARPs? It, well, no, not that. The, what you attend. Oh, the Ren Fairs. Yes. Renaissance Fairs. Yeah. So, yeah. so kind of tell me what, what your, uh, I guess, part is on that and what you do exactly. So um, I've just attended as like a normal patron, um, but like all over the country, different states put on Renaissance Fairs where, you know, everyone, um, well, not everyone. I prefer to dress up because I grew up in dance and theater. And so playing dress up has always been a part of my life. No shame in that whatsoever. Um, but, you know, people will put on a Renaissance fair and a lot of states um, or like regions will have one where it's actually a permanent village that's there all year round. And so you really feel like you're walking into like a medieval village and they have mead and turkey legs and, you know, um, acts where they have like bagpipers and court jesters and jugglers and acrobats they have jousting they have all sorts of things lots of vendors that have you know everything from stays and medieval garb to um different like trinkets and like elf ears and tiaras and things like that that you can purchase so it's a really fun time it's a whole thing but you can just go as a patron dressed in a cosplay they totally allow that they do have paid actors that work the events but you can just go and explore and have fun and film content with your friends and it's such a good time it's outdoors and the beautiful weather unless you're in the south and it's ungodly hot but um up here in new england we um we have king richard's fair and and it's actually in the fall so it's really beautiful that sounds really cool actually so i have heard a lot about the cosplay type stuff in uh 
I myself like, okay, so I've always been into comic books. And um, when I was younger, back in the 90s, they actually made Marvel comic cards. And they do not make those anymore, but uh, I still have my full collection. I used to collect them all the time. And uh, I've always been into that world. So I've always wanted to go to like a, a, a Comic-Con. Yeah. And I, I've never had the chance, but I heard that a lot of people, you know, dress up when they go there as their favorite Marvel characters or whatever. And so that kind of world is definitely something I am interested in. I just haven't partook in. and. Uh, I want to, I guess, how do I find events like that? If I wanted to like start getting into it, like, is there, I, I feel like I wouldn't know anybody. So like, I wouldn't know how to prevent, present myself when I wouldn't know, mm -hmm. I guess, where to, how to go about it and what to do with myself and how to connect with people beforehand. So I would know people and, and stuff like that. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Absolutely. Um, I've definitely been to a few Comic-Cons as well. I actually went to the one in Denver. Oh, okay. Um, and oh, who was there? The, we met Stephen Amell, who's the Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I know it's like DC Comics versus Marvel and all of that. But um, my husband and I were huge fans. So getting mm. to meet him was absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Comic-Cons are really cool. They're hosted at, um, more indoors in like big event centers. You can usually find them online if you just search by your state, like that state and Comic-Con, but like Denver has a big one for Colorado. Um, my local one is Boston. And now it's actually called, in some places, it's called Fan Expo. So they've actually switched up the name. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, and this year they had um, a presentation by all of the Hobbits. So you had, you know, Elijah Wood and Dominic Mahanigan and like it was um, Sam, Sam, Mary, Pip and... Um, Frodo, <laughs> it was like they're all on stage, like having just like a Q and A. You you just pay to go to this thing. You walk around, you see vendors. You can dress up or not dress up, but you can just see the hobbits years later talking about these incredible experiences they had while filming one of your favorite fantasy franchises ever. And it's just like, wow, um, they're really cool events. I ten out of ten recommend anybody who's curious. It's one of the most friendly communities. So even if you don't know anybody. Even if you're not dressed up, you can just like go as simple. If it's more comfortable the first time you want to go and you're not really sure how to like feel comfortable in a cosplay or where you'd start putting together a cosplay. If you just want to go for the experience and enjoy it for what it is, just throw on like your favorite, you know, Marvel sweatshirt or comic book, you know, t-shirt or whatever and go and go just like enjoy it and start talking to people. And everyone is so friendly and everyone's so excited just to be there and connect with other, you know, nerdy fandoms and things so i really have like the best things to say about my experiences with these communities um as far as like how to connect with people i mean tiktok is a great place you can just look up now it's so easy with seo you can just look up different interests in different niches or fandoms different creators you might like their type of content um there's a lot of discords a lot of people are on discord organizing different groups and things so those are some places to start okay so you said you grew up on, you know, the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, uh, Harry Potter. What, I guess, how did you get introduced to the the role playing stuff in the in a in the cosplay type environment? How did you get introduced into that world, and what was your first experience like with it? Well, I always joke that I actually started cosplaying 
like before I even knew what cosplay was because Halloween was always my favorite holiday. I would plan my costume out like way in advance and the sooner I could buy it and wear it around the house, the better. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, you know, my roots in this are from, from a very young age, but, um, my first like kind of initiation into anything RPG starts with the legend of Zelda. Um, I was way too young to really understand how to play old school Zelda on the NES that my older sister had since I can remember. Um, she's five years older than me. So when you're that young, it makes a big difference. Um, I was old enough, however, to get into gaming by the time the N64 rolled around. And I was like eight or nine when I got one for Christmas and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which was like my first role playing game ever, got me into that whole world. And then one year for Halloween, I went as Link and um, I met a bunch of people. I was living in California at the time and I met a bunch of people out and about who were like, oh my God, do you cosplay? And I was like, what is cosplay? Like, I, I dress up. I love dress up, but I had no, I love like a costume themed party. I dress up every Halloween, but I had no idea what this whole world of like truly like cosplay was. And of course, back then we barely had like YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. There wasn't reels and TikToks and YouTube the way it is now. Um, where people are creating these whole worlds and like bringing these characters to life on a daily basis. So that was really my first kind of like, I guess experience where any of that was put on my radar. Mm. And the more I kind of got plugged into like online communities, the more I really like it opened my eyes. And of course, like things like um, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering and all of that had been on my radar since I was a kid as well. But it was sort of one of those things where it was like committing, um, you know, uh, it was like a social sin to like engage in nerdy things in like middle school and high school, you know, for fear of damaging your reputation, which is so ridiculous. But like now as an adult, I can, you know, really engage in those things with my whole heart and just be proud of the fact that like, you know, um, I think anytime you're doing something that just makes you blissfully happy, that's something to be proud of, whether it might make other people cringe or not. You know, when you're an adult with adult money, you get to, heal your inner child, which is beautiful. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I mean, with this podcast, I, I mean, that's, that. I mean, yeah, adult with adult money, you know, and I, I'm putting it to use, but uh, so I got, okay. So with all of this, I, I foresee you being an actress. Like, are, are you, did you take acting classes or always have a, a dream about becoming an actress? I did theater, as I mentioned, I did like theater and dance growing up. So I have a little bit of that from school. Um, I actually did a bit of modeling as well. I'm 5'10", so quite tall. I fit the bill there. And um, through dance and everything, I was always very like athletic. Um, I did a little bit of um, like local commercials and some public speaking and things like that. And um, fun fact, actually, all the way back in 2006, I competed at Miss USA. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... Yeah. So cool. Surprise. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I've dipped a toe in that world and um, kind of it's kind of like ended there. And there is a lot, as I'm sure you know, as an entertainer. Um, I know you mentioned that you lived out in L.A. for a little a little bit there. There um, there is a point where you really have to commit to it so deeply. Um, and, and there just hasn't really been a time where it's totally fit into my life. TikTok is giving me a chance, like I know it's giving a lot of others a chance to share their talents, whether it's um, singing, acting, writing, art, you know, um, 
it's it's really beautiful that like anyone can have a platform now and share something like that um what little acting experience i have definitely serves well on tiktok and i really appreciate you noticing that so thank you um i think at this point in my life my dream is actually to write a novel based on this character that i've brought to life that i've had in my head for quite a few years now and tiktok has given me the courage to like move forward with um i have a background in writing so it's always been a dream of mine to tackle a novel or a novel series um but i would love to write a series with a film or um, television series based off the book in mind and help bring that to life and be the one more kind of like behind the scenes i think at this point in my life okay but um if there was ever like a chance you know some directors will like give themselves a little cameo in a, in a production that they're putting on or producers or whatever um that would be really fun yeah but um yeah i think um definitely having that experience both in front and behind the camera i think helps with a lot of different endeavors that you're doing in the entertainment world so yeah and you actually none of its wasted experience yeah and you actually started writing this fantasy series um these novels correct have yeah they're underway can you kind of tell Very us exciting. a little bit about what i guess the story will be about sure definitely without giving too much away so, of course <laughs> of course of course of course we'll avoid the spoilers um so a lot of people who follow me are already pretty well acquainted with princess juniper she is my oc um and she's she's very much inspired by princess zelda herself as i mentioned that series was a huge part of my childhood and very formative for me as far as like, I've always loved big epic fantasy and questing and adventures and things like that. Um, big like world building and, and magical mythical creatures. So all of those things um, I'm, I'm bearing in mind as I write this. And basically the story itself centers on Juniper, who through a series of unfortunate events has found herself as the sole heir to the throne. And luckily, mom and dad, the king and queen, are still alive and well, so she has time to sort this out. But um, tragedy has struck the kingdom, and she's already finding herself dealing with a lot, a lot of changes in her life. And so it's, it's a little bit coming of age as well, and um, something I think people will, you know, always relate to. And uh, yeah, she's also just happens to find out that, oh my gosh, she has magical powers in a realm where magic is forbidden and all of the magical creatures have been actually cast out into um you know other areas of the realm um far away because of a series of conflicts that happened centuries ago and there is one big kind of um war to end them all predicted and so you know there's been she's been handed a prophecy basically um and it what it comes down to is she's got this deep secret because as a crown princess of a kingdom where magic is outlawed you know, best case scenario, she might be banished to these like far reaches with all the other magical clans and hope that they would accept her. And she could just, you know, but she would be exiled from her home. She's very connected to and all of her people and everything that she's come to know and love. Um, worst case scenario, um, she would be put to death. It's a, it's definitely a capital offense um, because of, again, um, the devastating conflict that has struck the land centuries prior. Now there's this prophecy. Some people in the kingdom believe it to be true. Some people believe it can be prevented. Either way, it kind of falls into Juniper's lap, so to speak, in a time where she's already struggling with a lot. And so she's got some choices to make. Um, can you change a prophecy? Can you prevent a prophecy? 
can you only react to it happening and take the tools you have and try and save the world? So um, I wanted to write a really big epic quest type of adventure for her to go on. She's to um, band together a lot of different unassuming characters to you know work together on this team, much like a D&D campaign um, or Dungeons and Dragons where you have um, people from all different like walks of life, magical, non-magical, lots of different talents and capabilities that they bring to the table. And um, they have to work together to use their skills to, um, you know, foil plans and obtain certain items that have been stolen by the evil forces and things like that um, to come together and ultimately try and stop this really devastating event from happening. Wow, that that was really descriptive. And it sounds like, Thank I you. mean, it, it's, I saw myself kind of like picturing it and imagining it as you were saying that. And that that makes me excited to... Hopefully, when you finish, uh, I, I would love to uh, have you send me a copy of the book because I would love to read it. And Absolutely. and I'm curious because I, I know like Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, like those books, I mean, I can't remember how many pages, but they were a lot. They were long books. Each one of them mm-hmm. were very long. Is that kind of uh, where you're going with yours too? Is yours going to be like an 800 page book? It could be. Do you know the exciting thing is, is that you really don't have a word limit. Yeah. Um, I come from a background of journalism. And so anyone listening who has experience like with journalism, copywriting, any of those types of things, um, you know, you really have to marry the art of writing and storytelling with the science of, you know, getting to the point and, and wrapping it all up and sometimes dissecting it down to just the most important things with writing a novel you can be really descriptive and flowery and engaging and um, go off on tangents or insert little flashbacks and different things that might add a little more to the book but at the same time it's like the world is your oyster it's it's terrifying because you can you can do anything and you're just like what do i do like you know there's a a paradox of choice in there for sure but you're also like this is so cool yeah (laughs) i get to do whatever i want and like write whatever i want and and hope that people will love it but i'm definitely drawing from like i said that epic fantasy of um you write till the story is told and if that's a thousand pages it's a thousand pages but hopefully people really love it (laughs) yeah and i'm super excited so even more so now because it seems like we're similar in a lot of ways so i yeah I, i also wanted to act i took acting classes uh And then currently now, like I have been fondling with the idea of writing a book, but I'm also in the process of writing a screenplay. And, uh, so, so I, and I'm, I'm new to all of it. Like I've never, I don't have a writing background like yourself. Uh, so I, I I would at some point like to pick your brain on maybe how to, uh, I guess go about it. If I do want to write, um, some sort of book, my book is going to be a little bit different. It's not series. Mine is more of, uh, I guess it will be like a combination between fiction and nonfiction just because it'll have some true events, but not fully. Uh, but I mm-hmm. would like to, uh, maybe have a conversation outside of this, this, uh, podcast interview and, uh, maybe go over it with you and, and see your thoughts and maybe you can give me some pointers. I love it. I'd be glad to. I love this kind of thing. Yeah. I have a background in writing, but um, very new to tackling a novel. I've really always stuck to short stories. Um, and that's actually where all of this started back in 
the pandemic. Um, but I, I'm more than happy to share what I know with anyone who, yeah, has that kind of ambition. I think that's wonderful. I'm actually I'm excited. I'm excited for you because it's one thing to say, oh, I have a writing background. I've always wanted to write a novel um, or a series or whatever. But to be like, I don't have one, but I've got a book in my heart. I think that's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something, I don't know. Like I've, I have a very creative mindset and mm. I think that's why I've been pretty successful on TikTok, and I've been pretty successful with this podcast. I just constantly have ideas flowing through my head and I lay awake at night. Like I seriously sometimes don't even fall asleep till five in the morning because I'm just constantly, it's just constantly going in my head of, Oh, I could do this or I could do that or I could do this. And some of them, you know, I think twice on and I'm like, Oh, maybe that's not such a great idea, but there are some that I'm like, you know what? I think I could do this. And I think that people might enjoy it. So I definitely understand where you're coming from as far as I guess, just the excitement of, of putting yeah. all of this together, you know, and, and it, I think it's so cool what you're doing. And I'm really excited to read that book and I'm not, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm going <laughs> to, you're going to, you're going to shun me for this, but I, <laughs> I've never seen Harry Potter and I've never seen the Hobbit and I've never read oh, the books. No, it's, it's all good. I'll be honest. I haven't actually read all of the Lord of the Rings stuff either. I have seen those movies, the Lord of the Ring movies, but Same. I've never watched or I've never read the books. Uh, I think the only series, like I've read a lot of books, but not necessarily series. And I think the yeah. only series that I read was the Hunger Games. And, and oh, I think, yeah. yeah, and I think it was just more of, I had heard so much about it and what, and I knew kind of what it was about and they were making the first movie. So I was like, you know what? for once I'm going to read the book before I see the movie. Cause I'd never done that. I've always either seen the movie and never read the book or saw the movie and then read the book. Uh, but mm -hmm. this time I wanted to read the book first so I can actually, uh, I guess, compare it to how they did the movie. And so I got into it right away. Like, I think I read all three books in, in a week. So wow, yeah, yeah, it was just, I just really got into it. But, uh, so I guess where I'm going with that is I, I, I'm really, I guess, fascinated by what you were just saying about what you're writing. And I would love for your book to be my first real, I guess, fantasy series that I read. I think it would be really cool. That would be amazing. I'm so flattered, truly. Yeah. And, and not only that, but I, I get, I know you now, so that would even make it more exciting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Totally. Oh. I love actually, there's another creator, if I can shout her out, um, Piper CJ, and she has a couple of books that I'm, I'm dying to read. I love reading and just engaging with any of my friends, um, you know, different projects that they're, they're keeping up with. Um, I saw your, or I, I saw, I listened with my ears <laughs> to your episode with John Bailey, our, our friend, Epic Voice Guy. Um, and I, you know, it got me thinking about like all the different projects that friends are doing on TikTok and how fun it is to keep up with that. And I share that exact same sentiment and I'm, I'm, I'm so honored. I really am. <laughs> so what a cool job he has, right? I mean, to be able to, oh to emulate all these different, uh, successful influence, influential people. And I mean, honestly, when 
that the, the first time me meeting him was on the podcast. I had chatted with him, but I actually met him. And then I met him in Vegas last year and we hung out and he had never been in Vegas before. So we kind of walked around Vegas and did the Vegas thing. And, uh, that I, I just, when you see him, you don't think that's going to come out of him. Right. I mean, that's what makes it, <laughs> that's what makes it so good. Cause I, and, and, so good. and he does it randomly too. And that's what I love. Like we'll just be having a conversation and then, you'll be going into Ultron and like, just start talking like transformers or like Optimus prime or going to the Ryan Reynolds thing. And it, it, to me, I love that. Like that's the personality that I enjoy surrounding myself with. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's why I would enjoy, you know, doing the cosplay thing. And uh, I think I'm a little nervous just because I mean, I'm, I'm a little older and maybe get, getting into it a little older than I, I probably should have, but uh, I think that in the long run, it, I'll, I'll really enjoy it and then think it would be just something I could, you know, possibly do for a long period of time, you know? Absolutely. And I hope um, the thing I love about fantasy talk, medieval TikTok, D&D talk, like there's so there's so many little subsets of like what cosplay is on TikTok. And I just think it's so amazing because there are people literally, you know, I mean, most of my people that I engage with are like 18 or older, but you know, you say 18 to like 80, like there are people of all ages cosplaying and it's beautiful to see because they're really breaking that stigma and that um, barrier to get into it for a lot of people. And, you know, as a millennial, as a elder millennial, I don't know, I'm in my mid thirties. Like, what does that make me? But, but just, you know, throwing that out there um, half the time people don't even reckon how old I am and they're just like I just love your character and I I hope that's a vote of confidence to you or anyone listening who might want to break into cosplay it's never too late to start yeah and first off I didn't think you were going to say you're in your mid-30s I was going to guess mid to late 20s only because well only because you said you know you the the Nintendo 64 came out and all of that so I was thinking okay you're definitely a 90s baby and, and I was thinking along those lines, I guess we're close kind age. of close in age. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I guess, uh, that gives me a little bit more of a confident confidence booster, uh, knowing that there are a lot of, uh, thirties, uh, personnel out there doing this kind of stuff. And, and I'm not just going to show up and it's going to be, you know, a bunch of 17, 18 year olds running around and I'm, I'm all of a sudden the grandpa there, you know, <laughs> but. And honestly, the 17, 18 year olds running around, like they will look up to you. They'll be like, this is so cool that you're like doing this at your age. Like I, the only time I ever come across any kind of hate. And I will say again, I can't speak highly enough about it. The fantasy talk community, we really just don't get the same hate as I've seen in other facets of TikTok. Um, and I think I realized one day, cause I was like, you know, I love seeing like artistry type stuff come up on my FYP. And it was like a calligraphy thing. And somebody was like trolling this like calligrapher. And I'm like, it's calligraphy. Like how miserable are you to be leaving a hate comment on somebody writing in cursive with a beautiful pen? Yeah, It was weird. So I was like, nobody is immune to it. We all know this. If you're on the internet, you're going to get judged. Um, people will not say things to you in person that they will say to you online. And I think we get so in our heads about like hate comments or trolls or, or bullies or stuff like that. And it, um, 
it affects how we maybe carry out our daily lives, like in real life. And I will tell you, like, sometimes I'll go to an event, a Comic-Con or run fair, and that will cross through my mind too. Am I getting too old for this? Can people tell, like, my age? Um, and part of the reason, I don't I don't gatekeep my age, but part of the reason why I'm kind of vague about I'm in my 30s, I don't want to make a big thing of it because it really doesn't matter. It shouldn't matter. It's sure. good for a reference, but I don't want anyone to fixate on that because people really are super supportive. And, like, every time I go out to an event, people are like, they see you dressed up, they see you having a great time, and they're like, oh my gosh, can we get a picture? Oh my goodness, are you on TikTok? Can I follow you? People are so sweet, and they really don't care. And so, you know, the whole age isn't anything but a number thing, I think there's a ring of truth to that when it comes to cosplay. Yeah, and I apologize for asking, and that's not, I guess, the direction I was going with. It was more for my own, I guess, self uh, kind of just wondering, you know, if, if the age group was around my age to where I could still possibly get into something like this, you know? Totally. And I, I will be your biggest cheerleader. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. So is your, of course. is your husband into it as well? Yeah, he is. Um, he's great. He's a theater nerd as well growing up and um, very supportive. He's um, more private in the whole like online world. Mm-hmm. Um, he does some, like gaming and stuff on YouTube and things like that. But um, he's not as public with like uh, TikTok and Instagram, but very supportive of me. And he's, he's been known to make an appearance from time to time as um, Juniper's love interest. Oh, okay. um, so yeah, so it's, it's been fun. Um, we found creative ways to film um, with him where not that he's like afraid to show his face on camera per se, but we love the elusive mystery of it. And so you might see a figure walk by with a black cape and white sleeves and these big boots and like, you know, it might fade to black and it's like, Oh, is that Sir Devin? Like walking out from, you know, meeting like a rendezvous with Juniper. And it's just, it's really fun to bring those things to life and to have somebody so supportive. Um, I'm just lucky. I'm lucky to have him. Yeah. I'm lucky to have found my, my, you know, happily ever after in real life. So it's really fun to bring that to life and um he'll he'll dress up though to a run fair a comic con he'll be right there with me um doing that kind of stuff and we're just um cognizant because he does still have um you know a corporate job in the real world so we try to keep try to keep that stuff um i i go to him for his approval before we post anything which is you know sure um yeah at his asking but he is so supportive of everything and anything that i do that's Which is lovely. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm curious yeah. with you both doing it and I guess to you guys on a not so personal level, I guess I'm not going there, but like in your everyday life, kind of uh, play these characters in your relationship, like almost role play in your relationship like that, you know? Um, Not as much as you would think. I mean, we're not like we'll goof around. Like we've definitely been known to put on a bit. Like I said, like if we're out at like, an event or something, you know, you get into it, you sort of naturally just go into it. But um, we do play Dungeons and Dragons together. We have a group of friends. We meet virtually um, a few times a month and we have an active game going where we get to play these characters, which is really fun. That's cool. It's a great like couple building experience of what it was like to be kids. Um, we met as adults, obviously. Um, well, not necessarily, obviously, we did not grow up together. So um, meeting as adults, and there's so much of that element we talked about, like inner child stuff of um, just like play and just fun for the sake of fun without having to be good at something or be too in your head about it. 
And um, so it's really fun to have that times together where we can just be silly, have a glass of wine and connect with our friends and, and role play and um, do this like creative story game together. That's awesome. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm guilty again. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons and, and I'm okay. not, I, I know of it. I'm not too familiar, but to my understanding, it's, it's kind of like a, a card game, correct? Um, it, so I think you might be thinking of Magic the Gathering, which is very similar. Okay. That's what I was thinking. Like a, as far as similarity. Yeah. 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 Dungeons and Dragons is typically played with, you have like um, a DM or a dungeon master who is kind of the like omniscient figure who like knows everything that happens. And um, they have this whole storyline. People come up with their own stories or their, their own plots. Um, or there are plenty written out that you can, you know, find online for free or purchase or whatever. Um, and it's up to them to sort of craft this journey that you're going to go on. So you kind of need that one person who's going to be like your team leader and they basically take you who uh, like in my case, like I have a character already that I've created and I, um, you know, put, you, you pick all these different attributes, like, you know, I'm a princess, my race is a half elf and you can play like all these different types of, of different types of characters. You can be human. You cannot be human. You could be magical. You could be non-magical. You could be a fighter. You could be a sorcerer. There's so many different components to it, but you build a character and your friends do the same thing. And you all have these little sheets with all their qualities and abilities mapped out. And, um, the, the, like the DM or the dungeon master leads you through this series of, of quests and using these character traits, you tell the story together of like, okay, um, you know, you, you show up at this castle and it's a giant library and, you know, you browse around, you notice like one book on the shelf is really glistening. It's almost glowing with a light. Like, do you go over to it? And you're like, you, you can either say like, you know, describe the actions that you're about to do, or you can, you know, actively role play like as Juniper. Juniper, by the way, is Australian because I cannot do an English accent. It's kind of the running joke <laughs> with, with my community. But as Juniper, I could say like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, do you guys see this book over here? It's like glowing green. Um, I think I might go check it out. And then, you know, Juniper pulls it from the shelf. And then the DM would say like, you open the book and a gust of wind rushes out of it. And then she likes it's like, in my case, it's a she, but she's describing the story. You're living into the story. And then she'll have you roll a dice for what, you know, it could be anything to, what do you observe? Oh, um, you rolled a one. You don't observe much. <laughs> you rolled a 20. You open the book, a gust of wind rushes out and the pages start filling in with text. You read the text and you see that it's telling the story of this X, Y, and Z type of um, monster or something like that. You turn the page and then suddenly you're like pulled into the book, you know, and it's just, and it goes on and on. And, and it's a back and forth of them narrating and then you and the different characters all taking turns, playing actions, talking to one another, telling the story together of what you're going to do. Um, and, then and then people turn these things into novels and they're so fun to read. So it's, it's a whole experience. Yeah. And, and it's each time you, cause you said you do this remotely with friends. Yeah. So each time you guys meet up, is it a continuation uh, of the same game or do you restart every single time? Now here's the cool thing you can do either. If you have an ongoing game, it's called a campaign and they can last, 
you know, anywhere from a few sessions to like years, like people will just go through, you know, it just, it depends on how often you play. It depends on, um, how many people are involved and, and the interest, like, you know, once, you know, if, if it's something that you and your friends are making up as you go, um, you might be able to cut it off at any point that you're like, let's start something new. Um, if it's like a pre planned out, like campaign that you're following, you might be like, okay, this will probably take us, you know, five or six sessions of a few hours. You, you want like two or three hours to play because you want to be able to get into it and give everybody time to like work in stuff with their characters. But um, in our case, we have this really cool thing going on. Now, if you have a campaign or if you have a, a game that can be played in one session in like a few hours or something on like one night, it's called a one shot. And so we actually have a campaign that is both where it's an ongoing story but it's like full of little one shots and it is actually taking place at this huge library this castle full of enchanted books and each room there are different books that we're being led to find and inside of each book there's some kind of mystery we have to solve it's very scooby-doo and so every time we play we're kind of like into a new thing But then there's, um, you know, once we go into a book and we have an adventure and we solve the puzzle and we like come back, we can explore this castle as well. Yeah. And then, um, you know, there's like stuff in the interim. We might go to a tavern to have a bite to eat and discuss a puzzle that we just solved or something like that. So there's, it's really cool because it's a combination of both and I'm just blown away by it. Um, I think it's one of the coolest things because your, your creativity really is like limitless with a, a game like this. And something with that kind of framework where like, you know, you um, you have that structure and you have these little adventures you're going on, but um, you fill in the gaps as you go. It's just like really neat. Yeah, that's really cool. And I guess if you guys ever want to invite someone new, I would like to uh, kind of, if you wanted to invite me, I would love to kind of learn it. And I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, it's a really fun, it's a really fun game and it's great for community building. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if and it's a way to get comfortable with role-playing before you even put on a costume, cause you don't, it's not some, I mean, you can't, you can always dress up. There's never a time that's inappropriate to dress up really. Um, but like, it's something that, you know, we just play in our PJs. Like it's not really, it's really casual and it's, um, you know, some people like to dress up for it. Some people actually broadcast their games. You can find them on like, you know, um, Twitch and YouTube and stuff like that. And people get in like full cosplay to, oh, wow. to do D and D. Um, but, uh, a lot of people, you know, you just, it's more about your imagination and about the storytelling. Okay. Well, now that yeah. leads me to, I'm curious about your TikTok. So I have never seen your TikTok and I, I'm curious to know what you do on your TikTok for your content. Yeah, sure. So, um, I role play princess Juniper again, who is going to be the star of my fantasy series. Hmm. Um, she is definitely, like I said, you can, characters that are nothing like you and it's just a fun outlet to go and be wild um or you can have characters that are very similar to you and in my case juniper is very much an extension of myself because back in the pandemic i really needed that and so i was writing a series of short stories based off of i was very inspired by zelda i was very inspired by a few of my favorite musical artists who had put out some new music like right as the pandemic hit which was really lovely one of them was Taylor Swift's folklore album. The other one was Lindsay, Ster- Lindsay Sterling's Artemis album. Um, one of them I have met, the other I have not. 
but I, I just get like lost when I listen to their music. So I started writing. I started imagining this princess character. And then I found TikTok and I was like, I can bring her to life and I can use their music to do that. And um, that's just like the coolest thing, like mind blown. And then I realized like what TikTok was with all of the different like lip syncing and people will actually get on there and do like original skits where they have like a shop, like an NPC in a video game, which is a you know non-player character that might have a little shop and you venture into or a tavern you venture into. And it's not a character you can play, but you can interact with them. And so people will bring these characters to life and they'll say, welcome traveler to whatever establishment you're in. You look thirsty, hydration check, go have a water. You're welcome. <laughs> like, you know, and then you scroll and then that's like the video. And it's really cute because you feel like you're scrolling TikTok, but then it's like you just scroll back into like this medieval tavern and they offered you like hydration, you know, and there's things you can do with the camera angles and stuff like that to actually make it look like, you know, oh, you're cool. offering them up. Yeah, it's cool. So I like to do stuff like that um, where it's very interactive. Um, and that's where the voice came in because I felt a little weird just being like, hello, traveler. And so <laughs> it's just really lovely when you're like, hello, traveler. Welcome. You look tired. Come in and have a rest. What can I get for you? You know, like that sort of thing. But with Juniper being a princess, um, you know, I thought it would be really cool if she had this like magical, whimsical shop where she doesn't really need the money. She's a princess. But what if she could find, she could use her royal resources to find rare, unique items that other people couldn't access. Mm. And she did it as more of like a charitable thing. But it's like really secret because again, magic is outlawed in her realm. So she's kind of like hooked up. So it's not, the running joke is it's not the black market. It's an underground trading post, <laughs> but it's in the tallest tower of the castle. So it's not really underground, is it? But she's enchanted it so that people can't really see up in there. It's like surrounded by swirling clouds. So I try to do my best to bring this to life on screen through lip syncs, original skits, um, some trends and things here and there if they fit my character. But yeah, I just try to bring everybody into her world as much as I can. That's awesome. And I, I'm definitely going to go check out your TikTok now. Uh, I'm, I meant to do it earlier. I just, uh, I've been so busy that I haven't had a chance, but now getting okay. to know, I guess the Juniper uh, character a little bit um, from what you've told us, I definitely want to go and, and check it out. And uh, I don't know, it seems so, seems so fascinating and for all the listeners i guess who may want to also check it out what uh what is your uh tiktok handle oh yeah it's junipers underscore castle um i said i did okay so here's the thing and i don't know how you feel about this okay but like handles being like a commodity um these days on social media right mm-hmm and it's like to underscore or not to underscore. But I found the underscore is important so the word doesn't like run all together. Okay. So yeah, it's it's on every every platform actually. I think I've had, I've been able I've been fortunate enough to be able to snag that up. So awesome. Yeah. Um Oh, so I was <laughs> I had a thought, but I guess it passed. Oh, that's okay. So this has been <laughs> a lot of fun and I have some uh, lightning round yeah. questions if if you're okay with that. Yeah, of course. Let's do okay. It. So first, uh, if you won the lottery, what would be your first purchase? Oh my goodness. Well, 
my husband and I actually always joke that we'll never win the lottery because we're way too practical with what we would do with the money. Sure. Um, being, you know, like paying off debt and investing in our businesses and spoiling family and friends and stuff like that. But once you get all of that out of the way um, and put money aside for like philanthropy and all the nonprofits, I'd love to start up if I ever had the chance. Um, I think we'd spend it on travel. I just, there's such a big wide world out there. We skydive and scuba dive and love to rock climb and do a lot of like adventurous things and like go hiking and things like that. So getting to travel, explore the world and partake in our favorite activities would just be heaven. Awesome. Okay. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh my goodness. So I have misophonia, which if you're not familiar with what that is, it's like a, um, there's just certain noises. Some of them being like the, the biggest thing being chewing noises. Like if somebody's especially something real crunchy or like overly soft, like a banana. Yeah. Um, like that loud chewing and like, like mouth noises, st- which sticky tape or that sticky sound. Almost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I hate yeah. to, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And I just did it. Wow. I'm such a hypocrite. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that I'm like, okay, just like if people are eating on lives, um, I've got to like, I've got to go or I've got to turn the volume way down. So how do you feel about the, the ASMR stuff then? Oh, I'm actually glad you mentioned that because I adore ASMR and so many people think of that. Like there's, there's a lot of really lovely ASMR where they whisper and they have really relaxing sounds. It's, it's just the chewing and like the smacking and like the really intense mouth noises Mm. that I think, yeah, those mouth sounds that like, you know, or it's like too much of it where you're like a little bit's fine, but it's like, they really pour it on, which not to knock anyone else's good time. I know some people love it. Um, I just don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the reason I brought up the ASMR thing too, is I've seen a lot of them on TikTok where, you know, they get really close to the mic and they have their mic turned up quite a bit. So like when they're talking, you can kind of hear that same type of sound you would get when someone's like chewing or dry mouth or something like mm-hmm. that. So I didn't know if maybe that bothered you at all or, uh, or, or if it was, if it's just the knowing someone has food in their mouth and the way they're chewing it. I think it's just, it's a combination of, of both. And it, I think, I think for me, it, what it comes down to is it's just like a preference as well as like something on your phone where you can kind of turn that down a bit versus um, when you're in real life and somebody's just sitting right next to you chewing like really loudly and it's like dead quiet in the room and you're sort of like, okay, um, you know, yeah. gonna, no offense to you. And I also just, this is really funny, but like, I'm very blind. And I hear when you have like really bad vision or something like that, if you have one sense, that's not very good. Another one will actually overcompensate. I have stellar hearing. I have absolutely incredible hearing. And so I think it's like a dualistic thing of, of that. Plus like a lot of things just tend to sound louder to me. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I know it's weird. It's, but it's not, no, it's not weird at all. I I can't stand uh, the sound of someone chewing with their mouth open. So uh, I can, I can relate to that as far as, as far as everything. But um, if, what do you want to be remembered for? Like when you're, when you're gone, like what, what is the one thing you hope to have stamped on this world and people will acknowledge you for? My goodness. Well, of course, the obvious being like, I'd love to leave a legacy as an author 
like leaving my art and my work behind for people to enjoy for generations. Um, there is that, of course, like hopefully it will be a success and something people really, really love passed down to their children and so on and so forth. And Juniper's story will be inspiring and enjoyed by many people for generations to come. In addition to that, though, um, I am very much starting a new venture in my life in my mid 30s. And I think a lot of people are afraid to switch gears. Um, prior to this, I was actually in healthcare for 10 years. In addition to having a journalism degree, I have a nursing degree. And it was a really big shock to people when I decided um, after you know 10 years in an industry working as um, level one, I was a level one trauma OR nurse, which it takes a lot of work to get there, but the burnout track is really fast. So I've actually made a huge pivot back and people are like, oh, it just feels like such a big departure. Um, it's actually coming back full circle really because writing was always my first love. I just was not lucky enough to make it lucrative right out of school and that scared me. Mm -hmm. So I also really enjoyed science. Um, so going back for nursing was a really good fit at the time, but burnt me out. I have so much respect for everyone, um, especially what we all just went through with the pandemic, but um, I needed to find another way to bring happiness to people. And so I'm hoping that will be through my writing, but I hope to be an inspiration that it's never too late to go after a dream and, and change career paths, even if you feel like it's, you know, a lot later in life than you would have wanted. Okay. Yeah. And I think uh, the way you described kind of what the story is going to be about in your series, it, it, I think people are going to love it. I think that I could tell the de with the descriptiveness of your, the explaining of the book alone, I can only imagine how detailed the, the book is going to be itself. So I, I think it's definitely going to be one of those that people really enjoy. And, and I think you're going to be successful. I think you're definitely going to do that. Thank you so much. And if I may say as well, if anyone is curious or wants a taste, I do have a blog, juniperscastle.com. And I post excerpts and think pieces of just, you know, some fun, like it's a truly a blog as well. Um, a lot of like fun fantasy things on there as well, but I have excerpts of um, little, little teasers of my writing. So um, for people to enjoy in the meantime. Okay. Awesome. Now, if you could take a two week vacation anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh my goodness. Um, okay. I'm torn. What time of year is it? <laughs> Whatever time of the year you would like it to be. I have this dream of going up through like Finland and Switzerland and Austria and like all of those countries um, in the winter. I just hear that they have the most amazing, like in the fall or in the winter, but like around Christmas time here, like Switzerland especially has the most amazing like Christmas festival. And I was just in Europe for two weeks. So that would have been my answer. Um, but I, I, I had the privilege to go to Paris um, Scotland grew up in Edinburgh and um, spent some time in London recently. And it was just a gorgeous thing to do over the holidays. I highly recommend it to anybody. Um, so those are the other countries I'd love to hit that time of year. But however, if I'm needing like a warm beachy vacation, um, the Maldives or the Maldives, I've heard it pronounced both ways. Um, definitely a dream destination. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. And then finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Oh my gosh. Well, I have so many favorites because I'm so, I'm just like really great friends with so many of my favorite creators. Sure. Um, 
you know what though if i had to if i had to shout out somebody that i would just love to give like a big warm hug to and couldn't say enough nice things about um quincy quincy l quincy lk quincy of quincy's tavern <laughs> as people know him um is kind of known as one of like the founding fathers of D&D fantasy talk like as we know it he was one of the first to put up one of those cozy taverns where you just like you scroll and you find him and he's like hello traveler and set something down in front of you gives you like a lovely cozy pep talk or bake something for you and he's just so warm and welcome welcoming and um a beacon of positivity and inclusivity in the community and uh i just think anyone anyone who's curious about fantasy tiktok that is that is a great place to start okay awesome june this has been so much fun i appreciate you taking the time and coming on here and speaking with me and talking about your book and educating me on all my ignorance as far as the the cosplay goes and i'm so excited for round number two it's got to happen Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure. I could talk all things fantasy all day long, but thank you for sharing the time with me. And I'm I'm so happy to be a representative of something I'm so passionate about. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And we will keep in touch. And like I said, you know, I, I'm definitely interested in reading your book when you finish it. And we're going to have a lot, to, a lot more to talk about and on round two, I could tell you that much. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. You too. All right. We'll talk to you later. What did I tell you guys? How freaking cool is June and how nice is she? I mean, come on. You can't get much nicer than that. Just a pure hearted person. I was really, I, I don't know. I, I had a ton of fun having her on the show. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this. And as always, I'm going to have another fantastic guest for you right here on TikToking with me, Kevin Hughes. So if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Bye-bye now.